There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognize their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Welcome to This Song Is Yours, a music podcast where we chat to a new guest each week, talk about their life and creative endeavours, and talk to them about some of the music they love. Our show works by chatting to our guests about music, but also getting them to make you a playlist of the songs they love. You can find a link to our playlist in the show notes. Welcome to episode 61. I'm your host, Simon Fink. Our guest today is Ashwaya. The pop singer from Melbourne has just released her debut EP, entitled Nocturnal Hours. In today's episode, we're talking about subverting expectations within songwriting, how she came to find her sound, and how Kanye, Bollywood and Queen influence her music. Here we go. Our guest today is a Melbourne-raised, Indian-born pop star who, after a minor COVID lockdown setback, has finally released her incredible debut EP, Nocturnal Hours. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Ashwara. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you today? I'm doing good. Just um, back into lockdown in Melbourne, so fun times. Of course. Um, did you find, and I know obviously lockdown is never fun, I'm trying to find a silver lining in it. Did you find in the previous lockdowns you were able to kind of focus on music and, and writing and things like that, or was it other other stuff to worry about um well because I released uh, my first single and the the second and third through lockdown um I'd actually already finished them before we went into a full-on you know pandemic and I was stuck at home so it was more about trying to figure out how to visually represent myself to people and that's why my music a lot of my music videos were just shot in my garage or at home. Um, so I guess I learned other skills outside of making music. That's, that's very fair. The music videos, um, are incredible there. You would not guess that they were shot in a garage. Um, thank you. No, that's all right. Uh, the, uh, to the night video is this beautiful neon kind of, um, uh, just yeah incredible visual when um when you are kind of coming up with how you want to be seen as an artist in terms of your video clips and things like that where do you draw your inspiration from um well I do a lot of like sketching so I kind of just like like to write out a lot of words and draw a lot of images out on a big piece of paper and and see what are the kind of similarities between like what I'm thinking in my head to like what's on paper on lyrically and melodically and kind of match the two together. And then, and then I'll just um, make a lot of Pinterest boards. Um, <laughs> and I watch like um, 
an insane amount of music videos. Always, I'm always very much into seeing what the artist, what kind of angle the artist is trying to get at. Because sometimes a music video can be so surprising um, to look at. Um, it's not something that you you'd expect necessarily when you listen to it just sonically. Um, so yeah, I think just a combination of consuming a lot of media um, and kind of the 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 film and stories that I've grown up on as well. Yeah, no, I can I can very much understand that. When you're making the music videos, or even with the music, do you find yourself as as you kind of said, when you're watching a music video, sometimes it will be something you don't even expect, or that you you wouldn't have pictured yourself. For you, and when you're creating your art, do you like to be able to kind of do that? To be able to subvert people's expectations and kind of um, keep them on their toes, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I mean, I try to do that, not you know, not calculatively in music when I'm making music, or it's more a subconscious thing that I like to hear things that I don't expect and that's why my music is sometimes you know there's the tempo changes and there's they can go from a quite a hard hitting sound to a more vulnerable sound and so when I when I want to present something visually to people I also want it to be equally as uh surprising or you know in some sense a little bit abstract as well um so that it's people can perceive it the way that they want to and kind of if they want to dig deeper and and figure out what what it's all about yeah um the actually quite a few of the songs what i really enjoyed about um listening to the ep which is out now and we will come to that in a second um that uh i really enjoyed listening to the ep because musically melodically it did really keep me on my toes, which I think is a good thing. I think that sometimes you can um, fall into, and, and there's nothing wrong with it either, not discrediting any other musicians, um, but like if you kind of go like a 4-1, whatever chord progression and, it, and it's nice and it's great and you can kind of anticipate what's coming, but when you are listening to a new piece of music and it kind of like knocks you back or, like I really had to go back and turn the stereo up and re-listen to your songs because I just found it fascinating where, as you said, like the tempo changes and then it drops. And um, what kind of, when you started making music and started kind of toying around with those ideas, what was the reaction like from from people? Um, do you mean as in like post-release or before yes, even I put yes, it out? Yeah. No, actually um, both, yeah. Well, the interesting thing was was that when I had finished Psycho Hole, um, I always knew that was going to be the first song that's going to come out. I didn't actually show a lot of people at all. Um, I probably showed my mum and, like, a couple of close friends. That's about it. I don't think there was a lot of um, – I didn't get to hear a lot of feedback just because at the time the song was so – close to me and I just felt as a new artist I didn't want too many um people's opinions to impact my decision that I wanted to put it out um of course so that was kind of the the pre-release and then post-release for all of my singles um because so far they've all had the tempo changes 
I've had a very, I mean, I'm very grateful that, you know, so far it's been a really positive response. Um, and I have had a lot of people tell me that, you know, they really enjoy the tempo changes and, um, and I guess because I've had almost a sense of, um, I think as an artist, you need to have that when you release music, you need to have that, that confidence when you put it out there that you're, you know, no matter, no matter what other people think you're very much secure with the sound that you're about to do, even though I'm a new artist, I always felt like before every release, I was really proud and confident with what was going to be put out there. So, um, but I'm also, you know, that it's all, it's all for, you know, everyone's ears and your ears. So, um, I'm really grateful that the response has been really sick so far. <laughs> there is a, speaking of confidence, there is a level of confidence in the music and not like a, um, not like a, a, a cocky, arrogant thing at all. <laughs> Nothing like that. You, uh, in our conversation so far, seem absolutely lovely. Um, in more so in like the sound in that you, I feel like that a lot of artists, especially young artists, you're only 21, if I'm correct. 22, just turn, I turned 22. Happy birthday. Thank <laughs> um, you. There's a confidence in the sound, like you're an artist who kind of fully recognises or knows their own sound. And I feel like for some artists, they don't have that immediately or they don't, they, it takes a while to find were you always someone growing up that was musical? Was there always something that you kind of knew you wanted to do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a very cliche thing to say, but, you know, I've always been, since I was like a toddler, very much inclined towards anything creatively. If it was painting or dancing or singing, even acting, um, I would have visitors or family friends come over and I would, you know, always try and get their attention by putting on some sort of performance for them. Um, but it was definitely my grandma who my grandparents looked after me a lot when I was growing up. Um, and she really encouraged me to, to, to be really flamboyant and, um, express that side of me regardless of, you know, whatever the social constructs of, school or high school or whatever kind of environment I was in, she always encouraged me to push that side out as much as I can, because, um, that's something that she was very much passionate about. So yeah, pretty much growing up, I've been very lucky to have, um, a very sort of positive environment regarding my artistic abilities and my love for music. Um, but obviously there are things just growing up in general, being a teenager that will make you doubt yourself. Um, and just people around you that will constantly make you doubt yourself. So that's very fair. I can understand that. Um, the EP nocturnal hours is out today. It is out now. Um, as you said, you've been releasing the singles kind of throughout lockdown, but they were recorded before. How long has the the whole EP been in the works from maybe that first song written to, to now? Um, it's been in the works for quite some time now. Um, I would, I would probably say a year and a half. Um, but that's also including just a lot of, a lot of writing in general, 
just to kind of get to that point and put the EP together. Um, and there's been there's been a lot of kind of just honing my sound and trying to figure out what exactly it is and then put it all together. So there's definitely been a lot of tracks that people won't hear, um, but that those are the tracks that have helped me grow to get to where I am um, with this EP, Nocturnal Hours. So um, it's it's been a really, uh, really weird kind of past year, just kind of putting out music and not being able to meet people. I mean, as lately I have, but, you know, not not at the moment with the lockdown, but that just happened in Melbourne. But, um, yeah, it's been a weird year, but I'm just, um, I think even though I, it was written quite prior to everything, um, over time a lot of the music has been evolved um, in the past couple of months even, just little scratches, little things here and there that I've kind of like, oh, you know, I did this in a song that I've already released Um kind of changed my view of some of the songs that are on the EP. Do you find that being a, um, releasing music during this time has kind of, uh, maybe, yeah, I guess changed your perception of what you thought it was going to be like releasing music and writing these songs in terms of like, as you said, there's been lockdowns. I know you recently did, were able to play some shows, but, um, I imagine that your initial thought of what it was going to be like was very different. Yeah, I mean, I I I thought it's make music, write music, release music, perform music, um, pretty straightforward. <laughs> and it is like I think, especially especially in the past year, if not the past, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty years with social media, um, being an artist is so much more than just you know expressing yourself creatively it's also about you know expressing yourself as a person um which is something that I wasn't really prepared for because I naturally don't uh, I find it quite difficult to open up in general um and that's why music is such a kind of therapeutic process for me to be able to get everything out through um just making music so um yeah it's 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 been a a journey since I know it's only been like nine months or nine or ten months in since I first started but um I've learned so much just about um just everything outside of music you know how to how to express myself which is like such a basic thing but being an artist, I think it's so important for people to to figure that out because it kind of shapes up everything. It puts everything into one big wholesome story in in, in on top of the music. Hundred percent agreed. I think that maybe previously, as you said, like before ten or twenty years ago, that artists could be like just releasing music, and then their personal life could be whatever. Whereas I think these days you're you are your brand, if that makes sense. You're your music, but you're also what you do on social media, what you say in interviews, what you do outside of that. It is, um, it is, yeah, it's everything. Mm. The track, one of the tracks I wanted to talk about, because you have, as you said, been only releasing music for, for nine months. 
to the night featuring Vic Mensa, which is a massive get for anyone, um, let alone like a brand new artist. What was that experience like and how did it even come about? That was, that was crazy experience. I (laughs) just remember that song, um, was written. So actually to the night was one of probably the only song that was written over zoom. Um, and that was during the lockdown last year, the really intense one in Melbourne. And it was pretty much like done. We had the foundation all done. And um, I just knew that I needed a MC on the track. It just felt like it, the energy that the song had and the beat, um, it needed that kind of flavor. So initially I kind of just like, put out the idea with my co-writer and producer Jared um and then I I kind of we kind of just like like who can we reach out to and he was like oh you know I know someone that knows Vic um Vic Menza and I was like yeah right like that's (laughs) you know like let's let's settle down here I don't think that's ever gonna happen but we ended up just sending him the track and he loved the track um I was like really confused um it happened really quickly as well like very very quickly he got the track he loved the track he jumped on the track we i i I told him about what the song meant to me and he loved the sentiment and yeah just it all just happened very very quickly which was amazing that's very cool i can imagine that when you're um recording and you have that kind of feeling that when it comes together in such a beautiful and quick way, as you said, that it just, um, you know, that it's kind of right in a way. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, um, I, I remember the moment that I heard his, um, his verse on the song, I was like blown away because I was, how do you, how did you encapsulate everything that I kind of wanted for this song? And that was, that was the best part, I think, just like hearing that first scratch of his vocal on the track. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's very cool. It is a very great track. Uh, Thank you. Just touching on what you were saying before, uh, songwriting over Zoom, did you find... I guess what what was that experience like? Because I imagine it's not the same as when you're in a room with someone being able to kind of bounce ideas off one another. Yeah, no, um, it's very kind of 
it's it's just a completely different thing. It's it's because in the room you have to fi- you find a moment and then you latch onto that moment and you kind of keep uh, expanding that and seeing how far you can take it. Um, whereas over Zoom, it's very easy to kind of miss those moments of writing. Um, but luckily, I have only worked apart from to the night um there was you know vic vic's on there and um there's another producer um lucy and blomkamp and we all all of us worked on that one but for all of my tracks so far it's just been jared jared rogers and myself who've um written and he's produced all of my tracks so when when we both jumped on zoom it was pretty natural because we had that tuning and rhythm that we would have in the studio yeah. But yeah, he's it's it is very um yeah, Zoom is Zoom is something that is amazing but also very like you have to really just wrap your head around it creatively. <laughs> I feel that with the pandemic everyone's kind of been forced to like work out how to work Zoom like programs like this to kind of make things happen. Um but it is like it is an effort to really try and get that same magic that you would in person. Yeah, exactly. And um, it and it has its you know Zoom, it's sick like um, to have to be able to just like chat to someone from across the world and get their point of view and their perspective. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely taught me a lot about you know how expansive things can get even if you're stuck in your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very fair. Uh, you are taking the EP out on the road in July. Firstly, I imagine that, as we've said, you're in lockdown, you're looking forward to getting out and playing these shows on the road. Oh, yeah. Like, live <laughs> is probably the... It, it's probably the best part of being an artist. I cannot even, like, like emphasise how incredibly happy I get when I jump on a stage and be able to like perform to people that like actually like my music, which is crazy. I'm still wrapping my head around that, that people, you know, (laughs) are are coming to shows and like wanting to watch me live. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something like I'm like a little girl when it comes to live and, um, I could, if someone told me that I have a show every single day for like, like, forever I would say yes because I just love it that much so I'm very excited to um do these headline shows in Melbourne and Sydney and yeah I'm just keen I think the songs do hit different live um because you people feel that change in pace that change in tempo um and yeah I'm very excited that was, uh, yeah, the the songs, they do feel like they're built for a live setting in terms of like I can, when listening to them and putting them on the stereo or whatever, it was like I can see in a, in a club, in a theatre, whatever kind of venue it might be, that it um, it's definitely music built for a live interaction with people. So what do you think that people, other than that, what do you think people can expect from the shows? Um, I think... They can expect kind of um, a very uh, like roller coaster approach to a show. So it's it's not going to be just full on hard hitting 
music and energy. There's going to be um, elements of, you know, like there will be a sensitive side to myself that I'll present and there's going to be, there's songs that people haven't, that people will hear on the EP that um, are more vulnerable. So they're definitely going to be able to expect that and um, hopefully a couple of dance moves because I like to get a bit, crazy on stage um and I'm just working on like merch and some really cool stuff that I can have um at the shows I honestly feel that in 2021 the merch game is so open to like whatever so I'm very excited whatever it may be I'm very excited to see what you come out with because I think that previously it was like posters t-shirts maybe like a mug I don't know but um can I say one thing can I say, I'm yeah. going to tease um, one of the merch because I'm just like, I just love it. I think it's so cool. I made these um, <laughs> for my song Biryani. Um, I made biryani spice packs with like actual biryani <laughs> spices in them. So it has like the packaging is like this like reflective rainbow packaging and it's got my name and like biryani on it. And inside I like personally filled them up with like special spice, which is it's going to make everyone's biryani taste so good. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. That is so good. That is so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's what I mean. You can really like um, kind of, well, you can do anything with merch, but you can really tailor it to like your interests, your like what you want to kind of have represent you as an artist and you as a person. It is, that's very cool. That's actually one of the the best things I've heard so far. <laughs> oh my God. I'll have to, I'll have to get you on. Uh, that, thank you. <laughs> that's very kind. I'll definitely find a way to, to get one. Um, uh, Ashwara, would you be happy to talk about your playlist that you sent through? Yeah, absolutely. When um, we got this playlist, I did think what an absolute solid playlist it has come through. <laughs> You've got Sufjan, Scissor, Rihanna, Adele, some Chris Isaac, just, you know. Um, in 2021, I think that the lines between like people's tastes um, are, are definitely getting blurred. Like people aren't just like, pop people or like rock or metal heads or whatever. Um, where did you kind of start forming your own music taste? Like when did you start finding bands yourself and not kind of, yeah. Um, well, because I grew up predominantly just listening to Bollywood music, I, a lot of my music taste was just influenced by film, specifically Bollywood film. Um, so when I did end up, starting to listen, uh, start to listen to Western music, I was like getting those so fresh CDs from like <laughs> JB Hi-Fi and like begging my parents to like get me the latest one. Um, and I would listen to like, because those um, CDs were like the top hits of the month uh, or the season, I was like very much consumed by like, the pop music of the early 2000s, um, the R&B and the hip-hop, like everything that was very much popular back then. Um, and then I think it was only until um, later on where I started to expand my musical 
taste um, just because of the pure, like, lack of exposure I had, I guess, to Western music. I was still very much, like, um, consuming, you know, the Western and Bollywood sounds. So um, it was pretty – it was – yeah, it was later on. It was later on in life that I was kind of starting to find things myself. Um, and that's, I guess, why a lot of the music in that list is there's a lot of pop music in there. There's a lot of classics. Um, but I just have a lot of always kind of like had this thing for classics. I just can't let them go. Like if someone tells me what's your favourite song or like what's your favourite thing that you're listening to right now for some reason my head will go straight back to something nostalgic or something that I've grown up listening to I can definitely understand that I feel like there's a little sense of like homeliness or a little sense of of warmth when you think about like something that's nostalgic that you know very well yeah exactly there is Queen Bohemian Rhapsody on here which might be one of those and I'm wondering whether it, that one might have been influenced by your parents or um, your parents collection did either of them uh, have either of them musical actually um, or did one of them, does one of them have a better music taste than the other? Um, my parents are, I wouldn't consider them musical no um, <laughs> but my dad thinks that he's he's um, he can you know, pull a tune here and there. Um, <laughs> um, they, I grew up, um, obviously, you know, they as much as they're supportive of my music, um, they, they didn't have a, a very strong influence on my musical taste. Um, like my, my dad and mum and dad, they listened to like Madonna and like George Michael and like the, and Queen. And obviously through them, I was exposed to, bits and pieces of Western music. A lot of the music that they would listen to was Bollywood music and especially Bollywood music from the eighties. Um, so that had a more of a stronger influence on me. Um, but like Bohemian Rhapsody was a song that I heard like in primary school, maybe it was because we were doing a, um, a film, um, that we had to make, it was for like a um, like a, a project in primary school, and we ended up using the song Bohemian Rhapsody. And I just remember hearing that song, thinking like, "This is so cool!" Not even knowing what Queen was, like it's completely just brand new, fresh. And then I obviously when I when I heard more of their stuff, I, I was it, I think uh, they're quite possibly the best, uh, like. they have the best music out. Um, Even after so many years, I I don't think there's anything that can beat the music that they've um, put out. Musically, I feel that while there are other rock bands, like there doesn't seem to be anything that yet does quite meet a a, a level of some of of their best tracks or some of their bigger tracks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more their versatility than anything, just like the pure, like there's such a dynamic sound in, in, in the years of everything they put out, which is really inspiring for me. Yeah, no, that's very fair. I can understand that. Um, uh, I do apologize if I'm going to, to butcher the name. So please correct me if I don't. Arjit Singh. Yeah, no, that's not bad at all. Arjit Singh. Yeah. Arjit Singh um, makes an appearance on your playlist as well with, this is the part that I'm going to mess up. Chana Maria. 
That's not bad either. It's so yeah, Janna Media. Um that that's yeah, that was great pronunciation. Oh, thank you. I I I won't tell you how many times I practice that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um what does this song mean to you and, and what does it hold any special memories? Um, this song is actually fairly new. Um and it's even though because it's so hard to put my favorite songs into such a small condensed list. Um, (laughs) but I just had to go with this one because, um, it came out like maybe five years, five, six years ago. And this artist in particular is an artist that is, um, also, you know, fairly new in, in Bollywood, in the Bollywood scene. And he, I just, this song translated to English, it's very dramatic. Um, and it's very kind of heartfelt, but in Hindi, it's so beautiful. It's kind of like this, it's about um, kind of saying goodbye to someone, but then telling them that you'll see them again. And there's something really, you know, bittersweet about this song. There's the vocal on Arjit is incredible. Um, I think he's, yeah, he's such a inspiration, even just vocally and how we can convey, um, so much with just so, so like lit, just like in one song, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he's probably as of recent, like a, a good, um, source for me to take Bollywood music and kind of inspire me to use it in my own music. Could we expect more influences like Bollywood in, in future music that's coming out in like a, the next EP or album or whatever it may be? Yeah. I mean, I try not to, because I approach music a little bit more fluidly and like, um, imp- I, I use a lot of improvisation. I try not to mm-hmm. like preconceive how things will sound. Um, I know a lot of artists also like to build like a little bit of a structure and plan, which I always have a structure, but when it comes to writing on the day, I like to keep things open-ended, but I a hundred percent want to, you know, um, have influences of Bollywood and be able to utilize Hindi in my music. Um, if it comes naturally. Of course. No, I can, I can understand that. Well, I, I, Look forward to whatever future project does come. This EP is incredible. I cannot recommend it highly enough to anyone who is listening to the podcast. Um, Ashwarya, thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you having me. And that's our show. A massive thank you to Ashwarya for her time. Nocturnal Hours is out now and we've left links in the show notes for you to stream the EP and buy tickets to her upcoming tour. We also want to give a huge shout out to Katie at Positive Feedback for helping out with today's interview. You can find a link to our Spotify playlist in the show notes where you'll be able to listen to all of Ashwarya's picks. If you like this show, please subscribe wherever you get your pods and stay up to date when new episodes are released. We release new shows each Thursday and Friday morning with guest playlists streaming on Spotify at the same time. You can follow the playlist profile on Spotify. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Until next week, cheers.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.